You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, The Sounds of the Bayside, Melbourne, Australia. Stop the pigeon, 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 how? Nab him, jab him, tab him, grab him, stop that pigeon now! Introducing our Pigeon Radio Australia presenter and executive producer of the show, Ivan Fonti. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Pigeon Radio Australia brought to you here at our great community radio station which is 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. And we've got a jam-packed show for you today, ladies and gentlemen. So sit back, relax, and wait for the two hours. We've got champion pigeon flyer from Sydney, Australia, Jimmy Vescos. We've got a great interview with Jimmy. And we have the winners of the Western Pigeon Federation Federation Race, the Peter O'Sullivan Memorial from Mildura, and that's J&T Watkins. We have Mr. Watkins uh, coming on to tell us about their bird. We've got much more. It's jam-packed, full of stuff. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the next two hours of Pigeon Radio Australia. I have to introduce my good friend who comes to the studio every week, and that's this fellow here, the Falcon. Come closer. I want to talk to you. I'm going to tell you an astounding story. The story of the Maltese Falcon. 600 years, the Falcon has carried the mystery of a fabulous wealth under its grotesque wing. For the Maltese Falcon... Introducing, once again, to Pigeon Radio Australia, our regular and the original Maltese Falcon, Tony Barbara. Good morning, Mr. Tony Barbara, and welcome back to Pigeon Radio Australia. Good morning, Ivan. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, all the listeners, and good morning to everybody around the world. Yes, indeed. Good morning to everybody around the world. And, uh, yeah, you already said good morning to him, so here he is, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. 
he's back folks, let's give him a warm welcome back to Pigeon Radio Australia. Introducing the one and only Pigeon Racing Italian Stallion, Joe Angelino. Mr. Joe Angelino, good morning. Good morning, Ivan. Good morning, Tony. And good morning to the listeners. Yeah. How are you, boys? Yeah, good, good, excellent. Very good, very good. What a weekend we had racing. Good weekend. What do you think? Good decision. Uh, oh yeah. Good decision. Go on Sunday. What it was a nice day waiting for the birds there in the sunshine. Beautiful. You're, you're welcome. Thank you. For that. <laughs> hey, Ivan. <laughs> yes. Welcome to the VPO, mate. Thank you. How did you enjoy the first race? It was good. I enjoyed it. I got drunk in the backyard. You did. You did. Yeah. And how was you? How was the returns? On Sunday night, I had eighteen in the clock out of twenty birds. Perfect. Perfect. And how did they come? Good. Oh, they were coming like bullets very well. Very good they were coming. That's good. And you know what? Excellent. Anybody that says that that truck's no good, I disagree now. The way the pigeons were coming, I haven't had them coming like that. The truck's pretty good, mate. Mm, it's good. Yeah, I like it. Look, when the wind, su- when the wind suits you, I think you're going to do really well, mate. Oh, I hope so. You will. You will. Don't worry. We'll uh, see. Uh, the truck and the blocks that looks after them. Oh. Yeah, you've got a very good driving convoy there, driving mate. Driving convoy, eh? Mr. Craig Wharton. Yeah, he's a good bloke. Uh, that yeah. counts a lot, doesn't it? He sure does a does. good job. He sure does, does a really good... And he cares about the birds. <coughs> he really does care about the birds. That's, he, he sure does. And um, everyone's so happy that he's doing such a good job. Peter and I are the Liberators. Peter Sawyer and I, we're on the Liberation Committee. And Ballarat made the same call. They did. You know, we'll, we'll hear from Aaron McKay and he'll tell us all about it. Yeah, VHA did as well. Oh, yeah, VHA yeah, did, did as well. So uh, it was a beautiful day, beautiful oh, day. Very... We've been lucky. We've been... That's, that's what I thought, that we'll have the Rizan there instead of Saturday. Yeah, well, look, we've made some good decisions this year and let's hope that continue, you know. Yeah. Uh, things happen, you know, the weather changes and that turns. So far, so good. It's been good. Yeah. Looking forward to racing against you next week again. Yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> All right, if you think, if you say. Yeah. All right, there's a little bit of east in the wind next week, so Ooh, let's see what happens there. It'll be up top then. <laughs> oh, we'll see. We'll see. you got Erjan here as well, don't forget, Erjan. not just me. Yeah, That's, yeah so you, anyway, you uh, come to the club. What did you think of the little setup we got there? I like there? your setup. Nice. Very nice. Very friendly blokes. Nice. It was very good atmosphere. Charlie was very happy. I haven't seen him so happy for a long time, yeah. which is a good thing. It's good to see both of you there. You and Charlie. Welcome, Charlie, as mm. well. Yeah, Charlie Camilleri. We had a bit of a laugh there. <laughs> yeah, we you did. Know, it was good fun. That was good. And yeah, he really he was impressed with the way he uh, sort of put today, it. today, waiting for the birds on Sunday. Yeah. He was very, very happy. Which is he good. Says, I'm starting to get the buzz back. Here. That's it. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about, getting yeah. the buzz back. Because, as you know, he was getting rid of him, wasn't he? He yeah, was getting he out was, of it. He was wasn't gonna happy. Give him away. So, did you like the way uh, we put the water on the bird straight away? Straight away, water. Very straight good. You away. look after the pigeons, Joe. I've got to give you that. Number I'm one. give you the thumbs up for that, mate. The birds come first, yeah. So, they've got to look. We've got to look after them. In actual fact, you put the baskets out, then you put the water on, then you put the birds in. That's right. So the birds have got a water bang from the minute as as we get there. Into the basket, the minute we, and, what, and what do you see? Drinking, relaxing, drinking, relaxing, drinking. Some of them sleeping. It's good. It's good. <laughs> it's a, it's really good. Yeah. So, uh, so what did you think of the new eye pigeon clock, Ivan? You I saw like, it for the first time. I like it. Well, we got a break for a song. You got a request, I hear. Yes. What's yes, your request? Yes. <laughs> Here we go. You watch now. You watch, ladies and gentlemen. That that song, that Rocky, what do Rocky you want? Three. You know the Rocky Three. Yeah, you know the. Oh, what's it 
called? Eye of the Tiger. Eye of the Tiger, that's the one. Oh, is that yeah, what you yeah, want? Yeah, that, play oh, that one. All right. And I forgot to mention that we've got the VRPU Federation winners, the uh, Gretches and Vellas. So we'll hear from them as well. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to break, and here's Mr. Angelino's yeah. request. The Eye of the Tiger, here on Pigeon Radio Australia. It's for you, Ange. And we're going to listen to an Australian version of the Eye of the Tiger, and that's the Hindley Street Country Club Band and their rendition of Eye of the Tiger. One, two,
online all the time. southernfm.com.au For all your pigeon requirements, head to Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies. We make our own range of pigeon carry baskets, bird breeding cages and boxes. We're one of Melbourne's largest suppliers of quality seed, feed and more. You'll find health supplements, minerals and grits for pigeons and other breeds. Visit Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies at our retail shop in Apex Court, Thomastown or phone 9464 2439. Southern FM sponsor. Keep your pigeons healthy with Applied Nutrition Australia, number one for all-in-one bird supplements. Tummy Right for Pigeons is a nutritional supplement for racing pigeons to support proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. The Applied Nutrition range of products is made in Australia and sold factory direct to you. For top quality products formulated by Australia's leading animal and avicultural nutritionist, visit appliednutrition.com.au. Southern FM sponsor. Your one-stop produce and farming supplies. Tara Meat. We get racing pigeons racing, horses racing, cattle and poultry feeding. All racing pigeon products and supplements available. We also have live poultry sales. Tara Meat stock feed and farming supplies. 1227 Holden Road, Tulin Vale. Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484 340 551. Southern FM sponsor. Natural Pigeon Products are the Australian distributors for Rhonefried Pigeon Products. Rhonefried, a German based company, is a leading manufacturer of world class, premium, European racing pigeon products that will help you maintain your racing pigeons' inner health all year round. Contact Natural Pigeon Products on 035-998-1000 and pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM Sponsor Hi, I'm Vanessa Lowe, long jump gold medalist and world record holder. When I was 15, I was waiting to catch my train. In a split second, my life changed. As the train arrived, the crowd surged forward. I was too close to the platform edge, lost my balance and fell into the path of the oncoming train. I was in a coma for two weeks and it took two years to walk again. So please, stand back, look up and stay rail safe. A tough time doesn't excuse abusive behaviour at home. Even in crisis, there's no place for domestic or family violence. If you, your family or community is affected, help is available online and by phone 24-7. For free, confidential advice, support and counselling for everyone, contact 1-800-RESPECT. There's no place for domestic or family violence. Help is here. Authorised by the Australian Government, Canberra. Hi there, it's me, Graham the Garden Gnome. If you want to know everything about where I live in your garden, listen in to Molly's Blooming Hour every Saturday at 4pm, only here on 88.3 Southern FM. <laughs> This is DDZ, your captain speaking. Tune in every Wednesday at 2pm. Travel the world, musically speaking. From the Eiffel Tower to the Rialto. From the Colosseum to the Pyramids. From the London Bridge to Golden Gate. Tune in every Wednesday, 2pm, for International Caravan with your captain, DDZ. 
listening to your local community radio station, 88.3 Southern FM. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia. On 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. Radio Australia's weekly Australian Pigeon Racing Results. And it's time for the weekly results. And let me first up read the results of the Western Pigeon Federation race, the Peter O'Sullivan Memorial from Mildura. And here's the top 10 from that race on the weekend. In first place, we have J&T Watkins. And they were doing a grand velocity of uh, 12.30. So that's a great bird there in Sunbury that was clocked. And in second place, we have J&J Pullis. Third place, Saggers Brothers. In fourth place, A&J Saggers. Fifth place, Kalitsis Family. In sixth place, J&M Portelli. In seventh place, Alex Diaz. In eighth place, Jamie McPherson. Ninth place, David Malia. And in tenth place, D&J Vatsakis. And on the line for Pigeon Radio Australia this week, we have the winner of the Western Pigeon Federation race from Mildura this week. And we have on the line Mr. Trevor Watkins, who is in the team with his son Justin, and they race under J&T Watkins. Hello, Trevor. How are you? And welcome to Pigeon Radio Australia. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. I'm absolutely stunned. It was, it was a great day for us yesterday. It certainly was. Well, congratulations to you both Thank because you. that's well, Thank very you. well done. And uh, it was a, quite a surprise, I think, for most people at the Federation that you won that race. Yeah, we, we've been flying very well, but as you know, we, we're sort of the shortest flyer. But, uh, yeah. well, if you, all, all we can do is set the birds up properly and, and with a little bit of luck and a little bit of perseverance, yeah, yeah she came through beautiful. Lady, you know, just bang, straight. It trapped very well, which is very important, of course, in, in any race. Mm. But, uh, well, it just about when she went just about straight on the pad sort of thing when she came. So that sort of helps too. Oh, that's very good. Anyway, we've got yeah. your old mate Joe Angelino here, and I'm sure he wants to congratulate you as well. G'day, yeah. g'day, mate. How are you? Oh, I'm fine, Joe. How you been? Is this good, all right? good, thanks. Good. Congratulations to you and Justin, mate. Thank you very much. It's, uh, it's a lot of hard work, isn't it? Pig oh, and it is. And when you get a day like that, it, it's, it will stick in my memory forever, mate. Well, I'll tell you something. That it wasn't an easy race on on Saturday. So um, that was a really, really good pigeon. It done its job yeah. and it did it well. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. yeah, so no, I, I take my hat off to you because it's not easy racing pigeons where you guys live, you know? No, it's not. Um, I, I think it's very important being a short fly. You, 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 you can't always blame... 
yeah, that you're a short fly and you have to realise this, but when you get when you get a good one, you know it's a good one. Hundred percent. Was certainly 100%. yesterday. Absolutely. Yeah, and like you said, uh, yeah, that this one's going to yeah stick in your memory for a while, for a while now. You know. Yeah. Hey, it's still it's early days. You could win another one this year. You never know. That's right. All right now, <laughs> well, we got thirteen the other days, which was the other week. So that that's that's pretty good up here too. We're wrapped in that as well. So, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I tried to call uh, Justin, but um, yeah, he didn't answer his phone. So he must be busy. He's probably still drunk. Yeah. <laughs> Celebrating, is he? <laughs> good on him. Good on him. Good on him. Yeah, hey, listen, yeah, well, let certainly. me ask you a couple certainly. of questions. Um, so yeah. how did you how did you how did you get into pigeon racing, and when did you start? It's it's an odd one actually. I'll be honest, it's, it was an odd one. My son got interested when he was about sixteen, and I was at the end of my tether with, with playing football. Yeah, so I got that, and I was looking for something else to do. And um, yeah, he he dragged me into it to be honest. And since then, we we've raced together since oh what ninety eight or something like that. And it's, it's been a, a lot of people are commenting on the father son relationship, and it's it's been lovely actually. You know, we, we have our arguments like little boys do. But, uh, you know, we were like two kids yesterday, I'll tell you. I think we were like two 10-year-olds going on our first date. Of after course. That was we were high so fives, excited. high fives. <laughs> Good on you. Good on you. But there you go. So we've both been doing it for, you know, we, we used to fly from my house when, when I was married, but so now Justin got his own place and I, I shifted and now I live about half a K from him and, of course, I'm sort of there with him helping him all the time. Exactly. It, it seems to have worked. It seems to have worked. You guys, it's, you guys, you're a great team, both of you. You're a great team, yeah. you know. Thank you very much. It's greatly appreciated. And, and even, I'd like not... to say something. The, the, the cockbird of Van Loon, we actually got it from Vince Armini too. Vince so, Armini, um, oh, beautiful. He's a very good flyer too, and uh, we is. put a Van Dyke into it, and, well, there you go. These things sometimes uh, work, and, and a lot of times they don't. Yeah, so tell us a little bit more about the bird that you clocked, the bloodline and all the rest of it. And um... Yeah, well, like I said, she um, she's a Van Loon crossed with a Van Dyke. Yep. And, um, well, that's basically all, all I can say to you. We, we've still got a couple. We've got a sister here. Yes. And uh, Justin was saying, we haven't quite decided yet whether to stock her or whether to give her another race. We've got the parents here, of course, so we'll, we'll, we'll decide that in the very near future, the two of us. But, of course, of course. Yeah, certainly terrific bird, a lo- lovely handling hen. And, uh, yeah, what more can you say about Mate, it? Mate, you know, that's it, really. I know what I'd be doing. I mean, like I said, it's not easy to win a Fed where you guys are. <laughs> and it'd be amazing, doesn't yeah. it? It'd be amazing yeah. just to walk into the loft and say, hey, look, Dad, there's our Fed winner, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's right. What do you yeah. want to walk in loft yeah. and say, where's that Fed winner? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. No, so, no. Yeah. Well, whatever decision you make, yeah. good on you anyway. Thank you very much. Yeah. I, I, great, I greatly appreciate the, the concern from people. And we've had so many people congratulate us. It's, it's been a wonderful day, a wonderful weekend for us. Oh, so thank fantastic. you very much to all the people that have called, called us up. Absolutely marvellous. Now, you guys... Uh, You've been flying. You fl- you've been flying pretty good. So, um, how do you feed your how do you feed your pigeons like uh, during the week and just before the race? <laughs> and what do you feed them? Well, we, we feed them the mix from McKay's actually. Yep. From from, from Tara Mead, and, and we add maybe a bit of corn later in in the week. Yeah. You know, a bit of corn, which which is really good. Yep. 
But we, the other thing too, it's 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 a tossing of the bird is important too. Tossing birds, you don't just toss them just for the sake of tossing them. Well, we found that you know, it's always only going to toss Sunday after a Saturday, but really it's when you toss them that the birds have got to be, it's got to be useful to toss birds, not, oh, yeah, we're going to toss because it's a nice day. You know, the birds have to work hard and they, they have to be, you know, up for it sort of thing, should we say. Exactly. So that's very important too. And like I said, we feed them the stuff from uh, McKay's. Yep. It seems to have worked. It's, 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 it's a good mix. It's nice and clean and you just put a bit of corn into that and I reckon that, that does it beautifully. I yeah, really do. Yeah. It's not too heavy either. You yeah, know? beautiful. I think uh, over the years a lot of people been getting too heavy mix all the time. And I think we, we've been – We've done that too. I think we, we've had our birds a bit too heavy in, in, in previous years, but we've lightened it off a bit. And, um, yeah, well, they've certainly come good in the last couple of years, that's for sure. And better quality. Quality birds is what it's about too, of course. Exactly. So how many times a week would you train your birds, toss your birds, and how far? Well, I, I, take them, I took them on Wednesday this week. Yep. We, we, and we haven't killed them this year. We haven't you know, taken them all over the bloody joint. We've been very particular on, on days and, and the birds themselves to make sure that they're ready for the toss. You know, uh, I think I think uh, Wednesday's a good day to toss them. Sunday, we, we yeah, you can, but we're not worried about Sunday so much. Uh, Tuesday, 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 Wednesday is fine, and we also let our birds out on the on the on the day before we're going to basket them too. I think, and that when we're going to basket, we, we let them out in the morning too. They've got to stretch their wings. They've got to. Be ready. We give them a good bath later on in the week, which relaxes them, and we think they're ready for the race then. Yeah. There you go. That's, that's sort of roughly what we do. Which is good. Which is good. Yes, that's right. I, I think, you know, relaxing them, relaxing them, make sure they're ready, but relax them. So a good bath later in the week is paramount, I reckon. Oh, 100%. Absolutely. 100%. I agree with you 100%, mate. Yeah. You know, it's good to train them hard and everything, but uh, they need a little reward when they get home too. You know, the next day, a bit of a bath and stuff. So, yeah, 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 yeah. It's no good if you routine them and you kill them. You know, I mean, they've got to be relaxed at home where they are. I mean, I, I, I Justin and I both, whoever feeds them, we're in with them, and they, they can they feed out of our hands. We don't just chuck the food in and don't watch them and go inside. We're very particular that we give them the right amount of food and make sure that they're ready. You know, we look at the birds and make sure that they're fine. You know, you can't just throw food in and say, right, we're going and have dinner. I mean, I often go in the loft with them and just sit sit with them, and I have seed around my legs, and I'm, I'm, yeah. You bond with them. You've bonded with them. I beg your pardon? Bond. You've got a good bond with the pigeons. I, I think you must have. I, I think uh, Michael Patelli is a, a, a good a good person to see about that sort of thing. Yeah. What he says too, you know, you, you, they've got to be your friends. They've got to know you. They've got to really be relaxed with you. Exactly. And, and, that, and that's what we try to create too, Justin and I. Yeah, that's it. Do you separate the hens and cocks or not? No, we didn't this year. Uh, sometimes we do. We haven't done it this year. We, we, we're thinking about, we've actually thought about it last week maybe because the bloody cocks, you know, they like this time of year. They They're start flapping crazy. and they... Yeah. But uh, a lot of people do. I guess it's, it's personal preference on, on what you think. I don't think there's any rule to that. Mm, true. I really don't think there's any rule to it at all. And medication. How often would you guys medicate your birds? It, well, we don't kill them with medication, that, that's for sure. Um, I, I, and we try to keep it as natural as we can. We try to keep it. I, I'm not going to make any comments about medication because there's so many medications and so many people do different things. But if you just don't over-medicate and just try and keep it natural, I think that's that's very important, very important indeed with pigeons. So you guys don't medicate like every two, three weeks or four weeks, just only when they need it? Yes, we do. We, we do every, say, second or third week. 
Okay. We're, not, we're not giving them heavy stuff, you know what I mean? Yep. I'm not going to make too many comments about medication because it's, it's very controversial and everybody has their own point of view about medication. So do you guys use uh, natural products like uh, garlic, it's, honey, apple cider vinegar? Uh, natural iron we use. Uh, yeah. yeah, yes, we do. We, we put a little bit of honey in it and garlic and, thing, and things like that. We just, like I said, you, you, it's personal preference, I think, on what you think you, you, you should use. But like I said, a lot of people don't kill them with medication, mate, because the body's, you know, it's got its own immune system and the bird has to build that up. Yeah. Right, so it has to be it has to be in their genetics. It really has to have be a good you know, a good solid bird. You can't you can't build birds up with medication all the time because I don't think that's very good for the bird at all. Mm. So uh where do you, let me ask you, where do you see pigeon racing in ten years? That's a tough one, isn't it, Joe? Mm-hmm. That, that is a, that is a very everyone, tough one. I mean, ask the, everyone the, the this. price of weeds and, and, and just transporting the birds and all this I think it's a very tough situation. Maybe, maybe the whole, the whole of Melbourne should come together as one. All, all the federations and try and work something out. For sure. So you make it sections and things like that. 100%. Because the way it's going, you can't splinter and have a million million federations all over the place. I don't think that's very good for the sport at all. So maybe it's a combine of, of all the federations putting their heads together and sorting something out. Now, um, it's Ivan here. I'm going to ask you something. You were a trainer for soccer or you played soccer yourself, didn't you? Yes, I did. I, I, it is my great love, actually, to be honest. Yeah, and you, uh, and you played... Pitching is a passion, but yeah, but, yeah, of course, I played and, and coached. I wasn't that good a player, don't get me wrong, but I, I certainly I, I certainly loved the game and I, right. I coached a, a few teams at different levels. Well, it's, that's I what love, I'm getting to. I love to. coaching juniors, actually. 16-year-old boys is really my passion. Ah, good. Now, that's what I was getting to. Do you use any of your methods that you were using to train <laughs> in soccer with your pigeons? <laughs> I, can't, I can't think of any offhand, mate. <laughs> that's really good. Yeah, that's no. Good no, because some people, you know, boxers, and that they use like Mike Tyson for instance they will use him as an example he, he'll use a lot of his boxing training methods with the pigeons wow I've never heard of that I really haven't I'll be honest with you mate um, I can't think of any offhand that I use mm. I, I, you know uh, do you monitor their fitness about what, what, your, your own discipline with the birds you know mm. what I mean and what about uh, the fitness would you have a, a, a higher sort of um, Look into their fitness because of uh, because of your history with soccer. Well, well I, I get no, 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 not really. I, I can't say that. I, I think that would be that would be stretching the bow a bit. I think, mate. Oh. But um, like I say, you, you've got to just look after your birds properly, mate. You've got to really care for them. You've got to have passion for it. Oh. You can't just you know the second best is not good enough. I mean, Justin, Justin and I we're, we're nearly we're very cheerful last night. If you don't have that passion to race birds or, or anything that you do in life, mm. then don't do it. You're really wasting your time. You've already got to hit it full on. Yeah, you've like got to be football. And that's why Justin and I are probably very competitive people, you know, in pigeon racing because we're very passionate about it. Mm. And uh, I think that's very important that you've got to have that drive. You've mm. really got to have that drive when you, when you do anything in life mm. as well as racing pigeons. Mm. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, and um, does that passion, it was the same with soccer, so you're giving it the same dedication and passion to the pigeon racing. That, that's a very good point. I, I agree. I'm, I'm actually, I know there's not much of me. I'm a little skinny sort of guy, but I'll tell you what, 
I'm very, I'm, I'm a competitive bastard. I, I, I always have been, but I don't mean that in a horrible way. No, 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 I understand. I'll, I'll be, I'll be the first person to congr- congr- congratulate anybody who, who wins something in pigeon racing. Yeah. But by Jesus, I'll tell you what, I really try, I've just, I really try to do the best we can for our birds at and, all times. And, at and, all times. And I might ask you, it's not an easy game, is it? Oh, it's, it's a nightmare. <laughs> I think the politics in pigeon racing is unbelievable. Mm. You know, we don't hate anybody. We're not here to do that or prove difference or be, you know, prove they're any better than anybody else. Mm. We just race our birds and we're glad to be a part of pigeon racing. And for me, no matter what federation you're racing, for me, it's another person racing pigeons. Yeah. And that, that's how you look at it. Oh, good on you. It's a good attitude to have. Yeah. Now, just one more last question. And, um, and that is, what advice would you give a new flyer? Oh, that, that's an interesting one. I, I talk talk to good pigeon flyers. I don't I don't mean to insult anybody here in 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 the in, in the racing fraternity, but, but but good advice is 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 invaluable. Bad advice, well, that's that 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 will kill you. That really will. So, I'd say seek good advice from from the best flyers. That that's what you do. Get the best quality birds. Try and get the best quality birds you can, and then the others will unexperienced. Unexperienced will, will will learn you the, the rest of it. Really, that, that's what I think. But seek good advice from good flyers. One hundred percent right, mate. There you go. One hundred percent. Listen, yeah. you and Justin, make sure you let him know that we tried to call him, but um, <laughs> give him a pat on the back from us and tell him we say congratulations. And Thank you, Jim. Look, there's, there's, it's like I said, there's plenty more races to go. You never know. You can win another know, one, mate. mate. And, right? and good luck to all pigeon flies this year. I know that it, it takes a lot of dedication, a lot of time, a lot of money. So so good luck to all pigeon flies everywhere. Thank all you very thanks, much. Trevor, and uh, once again, congratulations on your fantastic Federation win. Thank you very much. And thank you so much for the call. It is greatly appreciated. You're welcome, mate. You're listening to your local community radio station, 88.3 Southern FM. Yellow Drops is now available in Australia and distributed by Natural Pigeon Products. The authentic Yellow Drops is a product used by the great champions in pigeon racing for decades. They eliminate almost instantaneously, naturally, the fungi, trichomonas and bacteria existing in the upper digestive and respiratory system. To order your Yellow Drops now, call Natural Pigeon Products on 035-998-1000 or pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM sponsor Your one-stop produce and farming supplies Tara Mead. We get racing pigeons racing horses racing cattle and poultry feeding All racing pigeon products and supplements available We also have live poultry sales Tara Mead stock feed and farming supplies 1227 Holden Road, Tulin Vale Open 7 days a week Telephone Peter on 0484 340 551.
Southern FM sponsor. Flyright is a nutritional balancer product designed to assist racing pigeons to reach their racing capability and potential. Flyright contains a number of natural ingredients such as prebiotics, herb extracts, oregano, yeast functional fibers designed to increase the number of favorable microflora within the gastrointestinal tract. Flyright is a natural physical barrier to pathogens. Order your Flyright now at appliednutrition.com.au or phone us on 07320 Southern FM sponsor. For all your pigeon requirements, head to Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies. We make our own range of pigeon carry baskets, bird breeding cages and boxes. We're one of Melbourne's largest suppliers of quality seed, feed and more. You'll find health supplements, minerals and grits for pigeons and other breeds. Visit Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies at our retail shop in Apex Court, Thomastown or phone 9464 2439. Southern FM sponsor. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia, the only devoted Pigeon Radio show in the world. Hosted and presented by Ivan Fonte. You're tuned to 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, and you're listening to the original and only devoted Racing Pigeon Radio show in the world, and that's Pigeon Radio Australia at pigeonmedia.com.au. And the Southern FM website is southernfm.com.au. Go and check it out. And now I'd like to read the results for the uh, Federation race from Mildura for the Victorian Racing Pigeon Union in in Melbourne. And in first place we have C. Gretsch and Son and Vella. And they were doing a grand velocity of 1234.4. In second place we've got Vella and Gretsch family. That's the same loft racing two teams. So I'll read this velocity 1234 as well. So they got those two together. So two together to win the Fed, first and second place. In third place we've got Joe Denaro, fourth place Steve McAuliffe. Fifth place, A&M Chulcho. In sixth place, John Flores. Seventh place, Senior Desira. Eighth place, George Lupp. Ninth place, Charlie Gretsch. Tenth place, Huang and Zhang. Good on you, Peter. And on the line for Pigeon Radio Australia, we've got a very special guest from Melbourne, Australia, that did something very fantastic uh, this weekend uh, in pigeon racing. And they race with the Victorian Racing Pigeon Union. And they race under the names of C. Gretsch and Son and Vella and Vella and Gretsch family and uh, what do you know they got first and second overall in the race from Mildura on Saturday and it's a very good morning to uh, one of the uh, partners and that's Mr Simon Gretsch good morning Simon and welcome to Pigeon Radio Australia Good morning, gentlemen, and thank you for having me on board thank you very much, appreciate your time No worries and congratulations on your great win Nah, yes, it was a uh, it was a good feeling, mate. We've been knocking on the door for a couple of weeks, and look, living where you're, living out there where we live, it takes exceptional pigeons and racing to get to get a winner oh, in there. Oh yeah, no, I know. Yesterday. You're right. You're right. Now, they the, were very <clears throat> special birds, clocking them uh, in, in actually in Melton. That's what I was going to say. 
Yeah, yeah. Curranjung. So a bit further out. Yeah. So, yeah. No, it was a good effort, mate. Yeah, very, no, very fantastic. Happy. Fantastic. Well done, Simon. Well done, Thank Bella. you, Joey. Well Thank done. you, mate. Good, good morning mate. to you too. Good morning, mate. Good morning. Good morning, Simon. Well morning, done. Congratulations, my friend. Thank you. Hey, appreciate it. Hey, ripper of a birds, mate. You didn't. Not only did you have two, you had four or something, didn't you? Four. We had four, Jeez. mate. Yeah, so they all could have won the Fed. They all, yes, they all would have got first Fed, mate. All four. So Fantastic. very, very happy, mate. Fantastic. Very, now, very happy. Now yeah. listen, let me, let's get stuck into some questions, mate. I want some. Yep. I'm going to ask you for some questions, my friend. So, yeah, uh, how, how did you get into pigeon racing, and when did you start? Oh, mate, I've been I've been in pigeon racing probably since '83. My old man used to take me to the club. He was with Western Shed in the Sunshine Club. Yes, and yeah, I'm, I stayed racing like, just in his back pocket, and then. I started on my own in juniors in 95. Okay. And I only lasted one year in juniors. I won the, uh, the junior average, and I've been a, I've seen your memory ever since. So, yeah. no, I've been in my blood, Joey, for 37 years, mate. Oh, mate, unbelievable. And you still yeah, get the, no. you still get the same buzz today, huh? Mate, I still get the same buzz today, and it's amazing. Like, my missus says to me, how come you don't jump up and down and scream when, when I come home, but you're doing the business for <laughs> <laughs> but they don't understand, Joey. The, the, oh, every it's, week, yeah, it's a little the buzz bit, is unbelievable. It's a little bit different. It's a little bit different. <laughs> yeah, so, um, you know, with with the birds, or oh, the birds that you clocked, I mean, I know you got four yeah. there, but what was, let's talk about the, bit, about the bird bloodline and stuff. Yeah, okay. Well, the the one that crossed the line first was um, was a Herman's cross, Owen Petrie. So the Herman's was from Ponderosa, yes. George Zera, and the... Paul and Peach was from Rod Simmons. Yeah. And the other one was uh, off Portelli. Funny story, Joey. Go, tell I me. recently sold some pigeons on uh, Diamond Loft, Joey Courtney's website last week. Yes. And the father was the father of the one, was one of the Fed winners. So good luck to that person who ever bought it, the Blue Bar Cocktail PF16. Well done to you because that same pigeon also... Read me first club, first section, 19 feet last week in the union as well. So, yeah, unbelievable. See, Joey, when you, when you get rid of a pigeon, you start clocking them straight away. That always happens, doesn't it? Always happens, yeah. And the other two was uh, a Van Lint Borg, Michael Portelli, and the, and the other one was Vic Borgs as well. So there was a bit of a mixture in there, mate. But uh, yeah, all four could have won the fed, mate. So, But a lot of them were coming off... Um, like the the mother the mother of the second one was down off Rod Simmons stuff again and Michael Portelli. So there's like the three main guys are Michael, Vic Borg and, and, and Rod Simmons, right? And, yeah. they, and these birds, right? So how do, let's talk a bit about um, your training, your feeding. How, how does uh, Gretchen Ballard feed and train their birds? Well, look, the thing, and a lot of work is done at home by Rennie. Uh, he does a lot of work, mate. He's up four in the morning, cleans the birds does what I tell him to do with the feeding and the, and the watering. And like I said, the, the loft is immaculate and the way he, he presents them to me every week is second to none. Good on you, uh, his, his son, Wayne, does a lot of work and his wife, Kelly, helps us out too. Oh, well done, uh, guys. We, well done. Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's a good team effort. And, and even his daughter, Annalise, and Wayne come to the club and people say they're some of the best two handlers they've seen. So that's good for the future of the sport. Yep, that's it. And, that yeah, no, look, we lost slime every day, Joey, and I like to toss them twice a week, Saturday and Sunday. We race two teams, so they've got to get the work under their belt. Yes. And living out where we live, they've got to be switched on. And this year I said to Rennie, we have to have them switched on this year because racing in the Union, like, our nearest flyer is kilometres away, Joey. There's no, we're on our own out there. There's no one out there. So we needed to break. And Joey, they're breaking. Like last week, it was a raw and westerly, and we had no right to get one. And we won the club session and got in the Fed. So their, their mind's on the job. So no, they're, they're, doing, they're doing something special this year, buddy. 
That's awesome. And, yeah. and feeding? Feeding, I'm just feeding McKay's mix. So just, just, just a straight race mix, mate. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so how, how, do you, um, how, how do you feed them? Like, how much do you feed your birds, like, on a race, mate, the, the, this, the race day? Honestly, now I've told Rennie, just load them up now because they're getting two big tosses twice a week. Yep. Um, like I said, we've got two teams, Joey, so they're going, they're going more frequently. Yeah. And they're flying the lofts phenomenal. Like, Rennie was telling me that the other day they're doing between 70 to 90 minutes, so... Perfect. You know I mean? Perfect. If they're putting in the effort, Joey, you have got to reward them with the tucker because if you you're tinkering in the tucker, you you'll, uh, you might suffer. And like uh, the racing isn't getting any easier these days, Joey. So you got to you got to build them. Up. Especially now with Thursday night basketing, I make sure you know that they've got to get a good feed until because sometimes they don't get an eat, uh, they don't eat and drink in the in the unit. They get they get a bit shy. You know what I mean? Exactly. So you just got to make sure that they're, they're they're right. They're loaded up exactly. Exactly right. That's the word I'm looking for, Joey. Yeah, loaded up. Yes. Exactly. When you say tossing, how far do you toss, Simon? Toss it. Um, like. For instance, on a Saturday, yep. I'll probably go to Greensboro with them. Yes. And then on a Sunday, Frankston, Torquay, Ballarat, uh, Bass, Turretin. Um, this year, Joey, I've mixed it all around this year. So that's I think that's what's got them thinking a bit more too, which yeah. is helping them break, I think. Well, well, that's my observation. But every week, I go to a different a different area. I don't go to the same place every week. So they're thinking, I've got them thinking this year, mate. What about medication, Simon? Do you medicate? <clears throat> uh, yeah, look, Joey, it's... It's a week to week thing. Like, if I think that they need, look, I look at my returns. Like, Touchwood yesterday, we said 60, we got 50, 57 home, which is a good return. So, yeah. I won't need to touch them this week because obviously the results are there, the help's there, yep. and the return's there. So, some of the, you treat them when they don't need to be treated, Joey, you can put them backwards. So, I look at the, my results for the week, I look at my losses, and I say, okay, good result, and the, and the, and the returns are good, I just leave them alone. But obviously, if I had a bad result, Returns are bad. Then I try and find the issue, Joey. So, look, probably every third week I'll hit him with some emptral or something, Joey, just yeah. to clean anything up, back it up in the basket. Yeah. And then, obviously, I watch the way they fly. Like, sometimes you can – they get a bit of streptococcus in the wings, so if they yeah. get a bit, like, hesitant before they take off, so you give them a bit of mox tea or something. But, Joey, touch with this year, I haven't had to use much. So Which is good. Less That's is more, sign. mate. The less you give them, the better it is, mate, because you don't want to overtrain it for nothing. Less is best. Yeah, you're right. Yes, exactly right, mate. Yeah. Uh, do you separate your hens and cocks, Simon? Joey, this year we've got um, we've got a lot of hens this year, so we're pretty fortunate. We've probably got about oh, there's probably about 167 hens, and there's only 40 cocks left. So they haven't given me too much drama at the moment, but I actually said to Rennie, we'll give them two more weeks. And look, Rennie's got a pretty big loft with a lot of sections, so we can sort of um, accommodate that. And like I said, with his wife and his son, they can help us fly separately. So I think I think the cocks have got two more weeks of making love, and then they're going to get separated, mate. That's it. Uh, we we're just yeah. talking about that, Ivan and I, and, and Tony about yeah. separating the birds pretty, pretty, you know, soon. You know, the warm weather. Yeah, warm, look, look, the, warm the only thing is, coming. Joey, I don't want to upset the apple cart, you know. But look, true. After a couple, I might leave a couple of older hens in with the cocks just to keep me happy too. You know what I mean? Like I said yesterday, I had a, I had I had two cocks and two hens, so they're both they're both um, delivering for me, which is good. It's excellent, mate. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. When breed when you're breeding. Do you, do you yep. breed winners to winners, or do you breed um, how do you breed, when, you, when it comes to breeding? Look, you, I must admit, Rennie does like putting winners to winners. Look, I, I let Rennie take care of all the, the pairing and the breeding. Yep. He's, he's pretty good at it, man, and obviously he's, he knows what he's doing because he's giving, he's, we're getting the results. But I know he likes to put winners to winners. Like, we've got a few favorites in that loft now. Like, we've won, I think, probably six or seven between us. We've bought a few off Mike and a few other people, and he likes to put them together, and it's working. So, but no, winner, look, winners to winners does happen a lot in our stock loss, I must admit. Yeah. Yes, it does. Well, good. That's good. Well, look, as you know, Joe, winners breed winners, mate. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Now, Gretchen, 
How do you yes, how would you describe a fit pigeon? How would I describe a fit pigeon? Well, the one that comes from first, Joey, he's probably fit enough for me. <laughs> I didn't say a good pigeon. Which one's the best pigeon? <laughs> That's the best pigeon. I'm talking about the fit pigeon. <laughs> how would you, like, what do you do? What do you look for? Do you look for like a you know oh, look, like okay, sometimes Joey likes to go down to the loft at night. And you'd, you'd see them flapping on the floor. That, that'd get me excited. You know what I mean? Because when you see them exercising the loft, that means that they're ready to go. Um, yeah, yeah, and yeah. you can just tell, Joey, by the shine of their coats. Exactly. You know, the black, exactly. especially the blue bugs, the black of the bar, yep. the, the whiteness on the beak, you know, the cleanness of the feathers. You can just tell, you know, when a pigeon's right, so, when so a pigeon's on. And like, I, used to, I used to watch them when, when, they, when you feed them, Joey, you know, like the ones that eat and drink first, they're the fitter ones because they don't need as much nutrition, you know what I mean? So they're yeah. the things I look for too, Joey. You know, the ones that don't, the ones that eat, finish eating first, have a drink, go on the perch, that's another good sign for me too. All right, Simon, you've probably got a few few of these, but what was your memorable moment in pigeon racing? Most memorable moment? I know you've got a few, you've got to pick one, mate. <laughs> uh, you know what, Joey, I must admit, it was probably in 2016. Okay. I had a pretty good year. I, I was, I started with the union, I came back to the Western Fed and... I was yeah, having a pretty good year. It was a national race. And I'll never forget, I was having, my missus made me some dinner. And I, I was eating, it was about, about 20 to 7, quarter to 7 at night. And I, I spoke, I looked at the sky, I said, the old man, Jesus, he sent me one now, win the Fed. And you wouldn't believe it, Joey, check the pie, cock, rocketed in. I got second Fed national and sixth overall. And that was probably the biggest buzz I've ever had, mate. That was just on the dark. And I just, I was talking to the sky, telling the old man, please send me one. And, one rocketed in. Oh, and actually, Joey, my mate. legs went like concrete. I couldn't that even run to the loft. Just touched my you heart, know, mate. Just, I just got, got all goosebumps. Yeah. That's, that's awesome, mate. That's awesome. Yeah, mate. Yeah. But no, look, but look, even, look even yesterday was pretty special because me and Rennie were sitting there and we heard his son yelling, right? Dad, look, look, look. And he just he just said these four pigeons chasing each other down. And that's, yeah, like I said, his son's a freak. He loves him, mate, which is good for the sport because you don't see many juniors coming up anymore, mate. We might have so. to get the kids on, on the radio next time, all right? Yeah, no worries, man. Have a chat with him and we'll get mate, the kids you, you on. Speak, you speak to Rennie. He, he can't get him out of the, he can't get him out of the pigeon club. <laughs> Dad, I don't want to go. I want to stay. How old is he? Yeah. Uh, I think Wayne, Wayne's about nine. I good think. on you, Wayne. How old? Ten. And his Ten. daughter, Annalise, is about 12. Yeah. Oh, good on you. <clears throat> good on you, guys. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I, 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 I made sure I've got to give a mention to his wife because yesterday she was pretty wrapped for us and she puts in a bit of work too. So we give her a bit of grief, but she's good, mate. She, What's she her name? She helps plenty too. His wife's name's Kelly. Good on you, Kelly. We need more, yeah, more yeah, women yeah. out there. And what about your talking about women? Your missus get involved and help. Does she help much? My missus. Yes. Please, Joey. Come on. She's scared of birds, mate. <laughs> she's scared of birds. No, birds. that is not true. But no, she's happy for me too, Joey. Of course, she, of course. Yeah. But same, man. Sometimes they need a woman touch. I, I think it's a woman's touch. But look, Joey, Joey, it's a good hobby because like I try and explain to people, course we're not is. down at the pub. We're not, we're not, like if they ever need us, we're in the backyard, mate. 100%. 100%. And, yeah, it's, it's a good, it's a different hobby, but it's a good hobby. And look, now she was, actually, she was really wrapped for me yesterday too, which is good. Well, that's awesome. I mean, look, anything that puts a smile on your partner's face, you know, is a good thing, you know. Then just make yeah, sure you now, put one and on now, her. Yeah? All the family, both my family and Rennie's are excited now for the presentation night because we get to get up and get of a trophy. Course, and we'll get, of course, of course. So, yeah, it's, it's the best. It's good, mate. It's the, it's best. the best. Exactly right, Joe. That's what it's all about, exactly. mate. Exactly. Now, what I was going to say, this is yeah. uh, where do you see pigeon racing in 10 years, Simon? Someone asked me that question. Yeah, man, uh, the John other week. I think what it might have been. Is it Dave Hunter or Steve Cutter? Someone mentioned it to me because we're, we're, we're sort of the younger guys down the chain. Yes. 
And look, Joey, I'd like to think we'll be okay. I, I look, we might be all one federation, maybe because the numbers are getting lower. I think so. I think you could be but, right there. Look, and it wouldn't bother me because, like, living out where I live now, look, my dad, God bless him, once taught me if your pigeons are right, no matter where you live and no matter what the weather, if they're right, you'll get one. That's what I think it'll be, Joey. I think in about 10 years, I think we'll all be one federation. And that's the only way it's going to work because numbers are dwindling down, Joey. And it's not because people are getting out of it. Like the older guys, are, you know, they're popping off. I'm going to you ask you I mean? the same and question in 10 years. Remember that, right? Sorry? I'm going to ask you this same question in 10 years' time. Well, I'm going to be 51 in 10 years' time. I can't believe it. I remember Joey meeting you at the Pigeon Club I when I was that. eight or nine down at oh, Sunshine. Well, hey, didn't I save you one day when you had that asthma attack? <laughs> yes, you did. Remember? Yes, you you did. couldn't, mate. Your face went blue. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, and you yeah, came yeah. running. Well, well, I got the mask. I'm done. Mark Tanali got me that mask. You know the one? It filters the air through. That's good. That's good. Yeah, mate, it's phenomenal. Yeah, it saved me life, man. They're of good, course. those things. What advice would you give a new flyer? <clears throat> what advice would I give a new flyer? Well, look, you know, I, I remember when I was when I, when I was first starting up and, I, and, like, there was Michael, Vic, and my dad, and I think Robbie Sagers once said to me, keep a small team. Like I said before, less is more. You enjoy more. And the most important thing is, Joe, is you got to have fun. And you gotta you got to take the good with the bad. I, look, I, I get – I remember when I first started, man, I used to get devastated – when I used to lose. But, Joey... You're very competitive, you, that's why. Yes, yes. you got to have competitive... Because, Joey, you, you, I want to win. But 100%. in the same time, you got to make mistakes to correct them. So what can I say to them is learn from your mistakes. Because, Joey, I reckon 20 years to know what I was doing. Because it doesn't happen overnight. So, yeah, learn from your mistakes. And every Saturday brings a new beginning. So don't ever, like, think, like kick the bucket after a bad, bad result. I want to get out of it. Just keep trying harder. And, like I said... You'll get there. And it doesn't happen overnight. But look, Surrett, listen to the old guys, you know, taking a lot from, from people and um, and just try your best. Simon, yeah. well done to you, Rennie, and, no, and all everybody. You. Yes. you guys are a great team. And Thank I, you very much for your time, Ivan no and worries. Tony. Appreciate speaking to you. Good Thank luck you. next week. And that was a tremendous interview with Simon Gretsch and uh, their great Fed Federation win, first and second in the Victorian Racing Pigeon Union and from Melton. Unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. Well done, boys. Well done. Anyway, it's time to break for the Southern FM National Radio News. And after the news, we'll be back with the champion flyer from Sydney, Jimmy Vescos, who once again has won the Young Bird Derby at the Central Cumberland Pigeon Federation in Sydney. So stay tuned now for the Southern FM National Radio News. And we'll be back After the news with more of Pigeon Radio Australia here on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, Melbourne, Australia. Stop the pigeon, 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 how? Stop that pigeon now! Yeah! 
You're tuned to 88.3 Southern FM, The Sounds of the Bayside, and you're listening to the original and only devoted racing pigeon radio show in the world, and that's Pigeon Radio Australia at pigeonmedia.com.au and the Southern FM website. Go and check it out. Is southernfm.com.au. On the line for Pigeon Radio Australia from the Victorian Pigeon Organisation, we have Mr Paul Burlack who's going to fill us in on the prize money, winning prize money people this week at the VPO. Good morning, Paul, and uh, welcome to Pigeon Radio Australia. Good morning, Ivan. Good morning, um, Joe and uh, uh, Tony Barber, if you're there. I assume you're yeah, there. Yeah. I'm here, Paul. <laughs> Good morning, mate. How are you? I've, I've got to say something to you because you don't say a lot. No, he doesn't. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you've got some uh, results there for the prize money. It was a uh, prize money race this week. It was, it was. It's been run and won, and uh, um, it's my pleasure to uh, announce the the uh, five winners. I'll start with the uh, fifth race. Oh, sorry, the fifth position, I should say. Mm-hmm. That goes to Kay Angelino. She gets the $110 prize for this week. Uh-huh. She's going shopping again. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, the um, fourth prize went to Albie Bell. Well done, well Albie. Well done, Albie. We might be able to afford a razor now, so that'll be good. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, actually. You're right. Um, oh, the uh, third prize went to Joe Angelino. Uh, some people get a bit greedy. He seems to bop up every time. Uh, he gets the 150. Thank you very uh, much. I'm not sure which way you want to spend it, Joe. I'll leave that one to it, you. It's not even my money. You know where it's going. Straight to K. <laughs> yeah, typical wife, yeah? Exactly. Happy wife, happy life. That's it. Uh, second prize goes to our good president, Barry Vaughan. Uh, that's a $200 um, a prize for a second. Well done. And then- and the first prize goes to uh, Frank uh, Di Pasquale, $400. Congratulations, Frank. Well done. Yes, congratulations to all the uh, prize uh, prize winners. Terrific effort and um, uh, race well won. And uh, um, all of those people, you deserve everything you win. Good on you. Anyway, thanks, mate, for uh, reading out the prize money. And, yeah. yeah. And we'll catch up with you the next time we have and prize And good luck money. for next week. No worries at all, and um, uh, welcome to the Federation, Ivan. Oh, thanks, mate. Uh-huh. Thanks very much. No thanks very much. All. all right, my friend. You have a great you have a great day, and uh, we'll yeah. talk soon. Okay, we'll talk to you again. No worries, boys. Thanks to you uh, for calling me and um, allowing me to uh, announce the winners for this week. No worries, mate. Thanks you. We'll catch up with you again. Your voice in the community, 88.3 Southern FM. Yellow Drops is now available in Australia and distributed by Natural Pigeon Products. The authentic Yellow Drops is a product used by the great champions in pigeon racing for decades. They eliminate almost instantaneously, naturally, the fungi, trichomonas and bacteria existing in the upper digestive and respiratory system. To order your Yellow Drops now, call Natural Pigeon Products on 035-998-1000 or pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM sponsor Your one-stop produce and farming supplies Tara Mead. We get racing pigeons racing horses racing cattle and poultry feeding All racing pigeon products and supplements available We also have live poultry sales Tara Mead stock feed and farming supplies 1227 Holden Road, Tulin Vale. 
open seven days a week. Telephone Peter on 0484-340-551. Southern FM sponsor. Flyright is a nutritional balancer product designed to assist racing pigeons to reach their racing capability and potential. Flyright contains a number of natural ingredients such as prebiotics, herb extracts, oregano, yeast functional fibers designed to increase the number of favorable microflora within the gastrointestinal tract. Flyright is a natural physical barrier to pathogens. Order your Flyright now at appliednutrition.com.au or phone us on 0732062568. Southern FM sponsor. For all your pigeon requirements, head to Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies. We make our own range of pigeon carry baskets, bird breeding cages and boxes. We're one of Melbourne's largest suppliers of quality seed, feed and more. You'll find health supplements, minerals and grits for pigeons and other breeds. Visit Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies at our retail shop in Apex Court, Thomastown or phone 9464 2439. Southern FM sponsor. And on the line for Pigeon Radio Australia from Sydney, Australia, we have our Central Cumberland Pigeon Federation correspondent, and that's David Gordon. Hello, David, and welcome back to Pigeon Radio Australia. There you go, fellas. Yeah, G'day, good, mate. Good, How are you? Good, good, good. That's good, mate. Now, we didn't catch up with you last week, so uh, you've got a couple of results to read for us. Yeah, firstly, I'll give you our uh, last week's results, which was the Federation Young Bird Derby, so one of the bigger occasions. So well, I'll give you the top ten in the Cumberland Fed. Uh, well, eights, ninths and tenths were all from Liverpool. They've done a good job out there. P&J Stig was in at tenth. Mark Kalouris in at ninth. Rada is in at eighth. In at seventh place, Comitigiani and Hasbani. Sixth place, D Payne. Fifth place, Pat Arcella. Fourth place, Bonanno and Sons. Third place, our president, Phil Murphy. Second place, Brian Dilworth. And the Federation winner, Vescos and Marshall, with a with a very impressive win there. Yeah, it was uh, a screamer, that one, wasn't it? What a pigeon. Uh, done really well. I thought it was a real tough race, so anyone that got one on the day was done really well. So congratulations to everyone that was able to bag one. Mm, well, done. well done. And to bring us to this week's race, it was another stiff one. The velocity was actually slower than the week before, but... This north route seems to bring the best out in the birds and a bit tough, but the top ten reads are S and D Ramiki from Smithfield. In at ninth place, Paul and Vasalo. Eighth place, P&J Stig. Seventh place, Wayne Miller. Sixth place, Phil Murphy. Fifth place, Martin Keener. Fourth place, the superstar and Federation point score leader, Poy Winton. Third place, George Kiprios. Second place, P.U. from Punchbowl, and the Federation winner, Comitigiani, and Hasbani from Oatley, so, with a winning velocity of 11.87. Well done. Yeah, yeah good on them. Well done to everybody. And, uh, yeah. <coughs> yeah, congratulations yeah. to those blokes. And, we yeah. also had uh, two squeaker sales being held, one of Smithfield, and Mark Kalouris won that one, and Greystone squeaker sale. Are you ready for this one? First, second, third, fifth. All belong to Poy Winton. No <laughs> way. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. What a gunfire. Who would have thought that? Who would have thought that? Oh, yeah. Jeez. That lady <laughs> is the gun of guns, I tell you. Mate, like, she's the like Winchester, the Winchester of guns. Oh, mate, yeah, that's unbelievable. She had, eight, she had eight of the top 12 prizes in that race. You're not giving away cars again, are you? Uh, we can't. We freaking ran out of cars last time. <laughs> 
That's going to be a nickname. Ivan, we'll call it Winchester. That's your new nickname. Winchester. All right. You let her know that we've got a new nickname for a Winchester. Win everything. Yes, exactly. Unbelievable. That is unbelievable. All right, mate. Thanks very much, and we'll catch up with you again next week, mate. This is 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. On the line for Pigeon Radio Australia from Sydney, Australia and the Central Cumberland Pigeon Federation, we have our old mate and the pigeon brother, Mr Jimmy Vescos, who won the Federation race last week. Jimmy, how are you and welcome to Pigeon Radio Australia. Yeah, I'm fine, uh, Ivan. How are you? And uh, it's a pleasure to be on the radio. Yeah, good on you, mate. And uh, congratulations on your great Fed win. That bird was a tremendous effort that bird put in. Yeah, well, uh, sort of pride myself on the Young Bird Derby every year. Mm. I think it's the premier young bird race, you know what I mean, in Sydney. Mm. Everyone picks their five best young birds mm. off, off 500 kilometres. And it was a real slog race, you know what I mean? And... Mm. Uh, she did the job, one by uh, ten and a half minutes. Now, we put the p- picture up on Facebook of the bird, and you actually took that photo when she, well, I don't know how many minutes, maybe two or three minutes after she came That's in. That's correct, yeah. And uh, a lot of people were commenting there and said, oh, she's done it too hard and this and that. What do you say about that? Well, she flew 12, 18 metres a minute, flew for six hours and three, three quarters, oh. and... Um, She's the only pigeon over 1,200 metres a minute. She flew 1,218. I think the second pigeon flew 1,189 or something. Uh-huh. And um, she streeted them by 10 and a half minutes off 500 kilometres. Good fly all day into a, into a cross-shoulder wind, uh-huh. sort of a headwind cross-shoulder wind. Uh-huh. And uh, that photo was taken about oh, 20 seconds after she came in. Uh-huh. She just wanted a drink of water and just sat there for about half an hour. Uh-huh. And then uh, she started having a bit of a pick of feed and all that sort of stuff, and uh, she rallied quite quick. And um, on the uh, Monday, I took her over to my master breeder, Ken Marshall's uh, breeding lofts. Yeah. And he put her in the breeding lofts, and then he sent me a video on Wednesday night uh-huh. of her in the breeding loft actually pairing up to him, dancing around. It was incredible. <laughs> Very good. She was oh, dancing incredible. around The recovery Ken. rate was just absolutely incredible. Unbelievable. That's such very an, good. So such, she, an, such an intelligent bird. She knew back. She knew where she went back. Where she was bred. Uh, she knew the environment, and pigeons are so smart. She uh, knew exactly where she was. She was back in her environment where she was bred and and, and born. And uh, Ken was billing to her, going woo woo woo, and she started going, sweeping her tail and doing the dance all along the top oh, perch cool. to him. So she's and a happy. She's a happy pigeon. Evidence, and it's I've showed everyone all over Sydney. And it's absolutely magnificent to see that hen do that. Oh, you know fan, what I mean? Fantastic, she's such a mate. That's fantastic. Bird. So she's a very happy pigeon, and I think she knows what she's done. Yeah, well, she'd been in the clock all year. You know, I'd, uh, I'd run six in the fed with her from Tea Gardens. That was the second race point, you know, 100, 100 miles or something. Yeah. And uh, she's never out of the clock. She's always the first first or second bird home in her four or five starts she had. Oh, and good. I pulled her up to $100 in the in the Young Bird Derby, and um, I told everyone for months, I said, 502, she'll win the Young Bird Derby. There's no doubt about there it. There you this go, Jimmy. Good on you, young, mate. Young men. And everyone, and as soon as I got out of the basket, I got out of the basket, I'm basketing night. First pigeon I pulled out of the cane basket. Yeah. 
I handed it over to the handler and I said, there's the winner, mate. And, the, you know, everyone's looking. They thought, geez, he's getting a bit, bit, bit beside him. He's getting a bit, he's getting a bit cocky. Yeah. And, uh, but I was super confident. You know what I mean? I thought, this means something special. I've been racing for 50 years continuously. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think I know a good pigeon when I see one. Well, you now. know what? I'm going to give you a new nickname, mate. You're the Master Blaster Pigeon Racer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't go that far. There is some very good flyers in no, Sydney. No, there's know? very you good got... flyers in Sydney, mate, but your name is always up the top there. It's not always first, but you're always up the top. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, well it's, a, it's a unique federation. You know, we've got over 200 flyers, and it's in the, it's in the basin of Sydney, yeah. and we fly five different directions. You know, every year we fly a different direction, so everyone gets a fair chance, you know. People can't say, oh, you live over there or you live over there or whatever. Yeah. And uh, I've seen you have won from every direction, every race point and uh, every velocity and, and every distance. So mm. that, that, that's the overall consistency we look at, you know what I mean, to, to classify someone as being a good flyer. But there is some very good flyers in Sydney, such as Boy Waiton, uh, Paul Vasalo. Mm. You know, you've got you've got some really good flyers here. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're, you do. they're hard to beat those people. Yeah, especially Poi this year. She's leading me in oh. the Fed averages. Yeah, she's, and, she's been killing it, hasn't she? And I don't think I don't think I'll catch her. She's, <laughs> she's just. Uh, <laughs> And yes. it's good to see, you know, when we go to those pigeon conferences and that, we all get together and we're all mates and we all talk pigeons and it's, it's you know, you've known yeah. Poi for years and uh, you have a good relationship with her. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's a camaraderie You know, Gregoardo was up here the other week staying with Poi and we all went out for dinner and there must have been 30 or 40 of us all having dinner, all pigeon fanciers, you know what I mean? Good on you, mate. And just heaps of chatting all night and talking and everyone got on good together and all that sort of stuff. And that's harmonious. That's that's great for the game, you know. Mm. Plus, we've got, we've got a few of the Chinese guys now, the Asian guys coming into the game in Sydney mm. and there is – they're as keen as anything, uh-huh. and and they're, they're getting a few good results, you know what I mean? And yeah. uh, one ran second in the Fed yesterday, actually. Oh, and, um, yeah, and uh, they're super keen, and, 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 and they're really nice people, too, the yeah, Chinese. They are. they are. I've got a friend here. In, Very I've nice people. A, I've got a friend here in Melbourne that races with the Victorian Racing Pigeon Union, and he's a great guy, really nice yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're very diplomatic, very friendly, yeah. you know, they're... They're fantastic guys to have in the uh, have in the fancy, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And I, I think that's the future of our fancy too. If we get if we get the Asian population in in Australia interested in pigeon racing, yeah, then it'll boom, you know. They'll, they'll really grab it with both hands and and go for it, you know. 100%. So that's what we're going to look towards, you know. Well, I've got another I've got another pigeon brother here, Mr. Joe Angelino, and he wants to ask you a few questions. He's he's really edging to ask you a few questions, mate. Sure. Well, I need to beat Ivan, so you gotta tell me all your all, all these secrets and stuff. <laughs> okay, Joe, no nah, problem. Nah, I, nah. I've got Jimmy. to pass on a bit of knowledge after fifty years. <laughs> I can't take it with me. Listen, Jimmy, congratulations on your Fed win. Thanks, Joe. And um, what bloodline is the pigeon that you uh well, you won the it's bred, bred by Dr. Ken Marshall, of course. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. And uh, it's Iger Camp Van Loon. Mm-hmm. And uh, they've been really good birds for us. We've won a couple of young bird derbies now. But those are nationals. We've won a few, few other nationals and things. And it's just a baseline, you know. It's what Ken calls his national lines, you know. Yeah. He's, he's blended these birds over the last 12 years. To breed a good, a good solid pigeon for that distance, you know, in that sort of that sort of hard conditions like that. So uh, yeah, I've got to put the credit down to Ken's breeding and my training, I'd say. So we're a good team, you know. Perfect, perfect. And um, <clears throat> feeding, 
Can you tell feeding? us? Yeah, can you tell us Fe- about your feeding program? Feeding is very simple these days, right? I mean, in the old days, feeding was an art form. Okay, you used to source your your grains, you know what I mean, and all that sort of stuff. And pigeon racing has changed in the last fifty years. It's changed so much. In the old days, it was an art form, Joe. The feeding was an art form. Mm-hmm. You know, you get your wheat, your sorghum, your corn, your peas, your, your safflower, whatever. You know what I mean? Yep. And you'd mix it all up yourself. You'd source it all yourself, individual grains, and you'd mix it all yourself. Now we've got the pigeon mixers like they did in, in Belgium and in France, England, and Holland and all that sort of stuff. You know what I mean? Like the yeah. Verzalaga and all that sort of stuff. Yes. So pigeon racing has become easier now for the fancier because you're buying the seed already mixed. doesn't matter if you're buying Thomastown, JM Produce, Mackay's, you know what I mean? You're buying the seed already mixed. So it's more or less you play with it. You have your depurative, you've got your your other stuff, your high carb, you've got your stock mixes, you've got sprint mix, you know? So you can go that way now. And when I was in, in Belgium in 1980, I went to, went to Belgium, Holland, France, all that, England, studied pigeons for three months. I learned a lot over there. And all the, all the pigeon shops I went to, all had mixes. And when I came back, I, I said to them, in Australia, we don't have mixes. We're mixing our own grain, you know? That's right. Well, for so many years now, we had the Fernando's mix, you know what I mean? We had mixes. So now the pigeon fancy have, have got the mixes, so the the feeding routine has sort of gone out the out the window, the, the, the art form of feeding. Plus, we've got our medications now, you know, we've got doc- – Dr. Rob Marshall, these programs, you know, you get on all these programs and you can you can do your birds yourself, you know what I mean? How good is that? So, And and also a lot of people have got good pigeons. They've imported pigeons. They've bought import pigeons. They've blended them in with other imports or other Australian birds or whatever. So the quality of the pigeon has, has gotten better as well. So you've got those three factors. You've got the feed that's already mixed. You've got the the, uh, the veterinary through, through Rob Marshall, who I think is the best. He's my vet. And then you've got you've got the, the birds themselves. Exactly. So then it comes down, it's even the playing field up a lot. So what it's come down to then is your empathy with the birds and your training regime and all that sort of stuff. You know what I mean? Yep. When to know when to know to toss them, when to not to toss them, um, the work the amount of work they get, the amount of feed they get. Like I'll add corn when it's colder, I'll add wheat. To the mix lighter, lighten it up for the sprint series or whatever. You know, I source good corn out, and I source good, good hard red wheat out. You know, durum wheat. So I play with those two seeds in the mixes as well. You know, you can you can add to the mix or, or and do whatever you want, play around. But you've got that base mix to go with. You know, yes, so, yes. So we, what I want to know is how does how much feed does Jimmy give his birds preparing well, them for the race, I, like I, a Friday I, night and it, stuff. It, in my whole life, Joe, I've never ever weighed feed. It's all feed. I'm all feeding with intuition, all by my my own feel. Okay. You know, watching the birds eat, watching what they're eating, and watching when they're going to water. Yeah. That'll, that'll give you a good indication. Look at the size of their crops. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Some birds eat faster than others. True. You know, and all that sort of stuff. Then you look at the digestion part of it to make sure they're they're healthy and they're emptying that feed out by the morning. You have a look at their droppings. You know what I mean? You know if they're resting well, if they've got nice nice droppings on the purse, they've got a nice down drop. Down drop's always good in the night when you get a good down drop. You know they're sleeping well and they're dropping down. Yes. You know, when you see white, you know they're right, all that. Just little things like that, you know. Motor, yeah, you got it. Yeah, observation, and just, observation. And just not trashing the birds too much, just not tossing for the sake of tossing. 
be intelligent and uh, and plan your strategy, you know? Yeah. Okay, you know, you don't want to get hit with falcons all the time. Once they get hit with falcons all the time, they're hanging back in the packs. They don't become leaders, breakaway birds or anything like that. They lose their confidence, you know? So you got to try and try and just nurse them along and, and, and pick the days you toss, the wind you toss, you know what I mean, the distance you toss. Don't sort of trash them too much, I find. You know, no, that way, that way, you get a happy medium the whole season. You're consistent for the whole year. You're not just up and down all the time. You know. No, well said. Which is, uh, yeah, I'll, very true, mate. I've got to take that on board because I like well, to train the birds. Mate. Mate. Mr. Angelino <laughs> here, he likes going all the time. Sense, you know? <laughs> he like he likes he likes going a, a lot. He does a lot of tossing. We're talking road work. Yeah, road. <laughs> <laughs> road training, road training. Thank you, Ivan. Yes, yes, yes. yes road yes. training. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. so do you? Um, so do you uh, uh, use much medication, or just when they need it, or? I use medication when they need it. I'm, I'm sort of. I pinpoint what what they're looking like, the droppings like, what their work is like, and then I'll give them medication accordingly to that. Sometimes I do go to Rob Marshall mm-hmm. a couple of times a year just to scope them and have a look at their droppings or whatever. If I can't put my finger on what I think is wrong with them, if they've fallen off the pace, you can tell yourself if they fall off the pace, if your returns are getting bad, you know what I mean? You know there's something creeping in there, you know? You get the rainy weather, you get the cockty. You've got chlamydia, you've got the collar, you know what I mean? Exactly, there's, I know. There's all sorts of things, you know, the mycoplasma, everything that, that gets into the pigeons, you know. You've got to treat them accordingly for that, keep yes. them healthy, keep them happy, and uh, just try and just try and um, not trash them too much, not sort of buff them for the sake of it, you know. Yeah. So well, calisthenics, work around the box is good for birds. It's not like us doing doing calisthenics, you know what I mean? Yeah. They, they need a certain amount around. You've got to get them trained around the box good too, you know. True. People say, I've got a fancy near me, he hardly gets a prize, you know what I mean? He goes, oh, I see your birds out there, only just floating around. But listen, he, what he doesn't realise is those birds, by floating around, okay, and doing their three quarters of an hour or an hour or whatever, and they're floating the last, say, 20 minutes, quarter of an hour, they're still in the sky, Joe. You know what I mean? That's they're still right. suspending energy. Them pictorial muscles that run along the breastbone, Mm-hmm. they're still getting work because they're the muscles that lift the wing. You know what I mean? Exactly, yeah. And it's like you in a, in a long-distance race. The hardest part is lifting your legs at the end of the race. Well, the hardest part is, for the pigeons is lifting their wings at the end of the race, you know? Yeah. Because it's, like it's like a bike race, pigeon race, like a peloton. You've got the leading pack and they drop back like the Tour de France, you know what I mean? The, the riders whose yeah. legs are getting tired yeah. and dropping back, you know what I mean? And the other guys are surging forward. Yep. That's what the pigeons do. Exactly. They, they, the leading exactly. pack takes off. And then as they're getting tired, they're dropping back and forming other little little flocks, you know? And then the bird at the end, he's the strongest bird. He's he's the one that, that takes the lead, you know, and uh and comes home. Yep. So when so, when when pairing yeah. up when pairing up your, your stock birds for breeding season, do you do you pair um he doesn't pair, he races. Huh? I don't pair. I, Jim does all the pairing pay. up. But he, he doesn't do anything. Saying that, I've been racing for 50 years and people say, oh, you don't breed birds. But I've oh, bred birds, breed for, birds. 30, I bred for myself for 38 years and won fed averages and combines and everything. Yeah. So I know how to breed pigeons, you know what I mean? Yeah. Sort yeah. Of. But now <laughs> you've got the uh, Mr. Genetics himself, uh, Dr. Ken Marshall, oh, who, right. who is absolutely fantastic in what he does and how he breeds birds. That's right, so I'll leave it up to his expertise, okay. you know oh, what I mean? Hey, why not? Why not? <laughs> I, mean, I tell you, the guy knows what he's doing. Oh, of course he does. He's taking the does. reins there and he knows what he's doing and he supplies me with the with the birds. And uh, Oh, that's awesome. I, 
and I put the polish on them, you know. Beautiful, so. beautiful. That's, I like that, the polish on them. <laughs> you, tonight you put the polish on, I <laughs> Hey, listen, um, Jimmy, what, let's, I just want to get back to tossing, training the birds. When you do yep. road train your birds, what distance do you train at? Do you... That's that's a good question. Well, I start off like short, of course. You know yeah, what I mean. And I like to give them, I like to give them plenty of short ones, like five k, ten k. I might give them, might give them ten or twenty of them, just to get them to, to pack up and to and to get going. You know what I mean. So I make sure they're tight, and they and they're going home quick. Over those short tosses are imperative to. I'm not one of these guys that will take them, say ten k, then take them thirty k, then fifty k. Their third toss. You know what I mean. Yeah. I really nurse them when they're young. I really give them plenty of short stuff when they're young. Smart. And then I don't really toss a long way. The furthest I toss is probably 50K. That's the furthest I'll toss all year. Okay. Unless – that's on their own. Unless they go with a mob toss, they go with a trailer toss, then they'll go 120K or, or whatever to that's, a toss yeah. when they've got cover. You know, because safety in numbers. I don't like getting my birds hit too much, you know. Very smart. I think smart. the falcons can really rattle your flock. Very smart. Now, do you, to- do, you tr- do you toss online or, or not? Always, always online. I've never, ever in my whole life, in 50 years of training pigeons, I've never tossed anywhere but online. I okay. drill them to take that line. That's the line they've got to take home. And I teach them as babies, you go home that way. That's it. Take yeah. them nowhere else. So when they overshot the loft or they're, they're wide of the loft or whatever, it's new ground for them. They don't know. They've got to orientate and get back to the loft then, you know. That's right. Always on the line. Never, ever toss around the clock. And I've never single tossed. And people think, oh, you get these breakaway birds that win by big margins in the combines. You must be single tossing. You must be putting a lot of time in it. Never, ever single tossed either. Always line toss as a mob. As That's a mob. It. You don't break them down or nothing, you know, 10 at a time, 20 or nah, half. No, nah, never, half, never. Half, half, Always yeah. the whole flock goes okay, up. That's I good. race, you know, 150 birds in my team, that's yep. all I keep. Yep. Or 140, and they're trained all together and they go, bang, straight away. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's it. Survival of the, of the fittest. What you're doing is that you're always strengthening your colony. That's what you've got to learn to do with birds. The stronger okay. the colony, you're building your colony every year. That's you it. You know? Yep. And the, the basket will sort them out. The basket is the best pedigree for, for breeding and for whatever. The basket's the way to do it. That's how, I, how I've always done it, you know. You're 100% and, right there, 100% right. And that, and Ken believes in that too, you know. He, he says, that's it, Jimmy, we, we, the basket's our, 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 our helper, you know. Exactly, let the basket do the talking. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not saying that Ken won't breed a bird for stock or keep a bird for stock or whatever, you know what I mean, but yeah. mostly – Winners are in the stock box. Winners breed winners. As soon as they win, win a win a good race or a combine, they go straight back to Ken's place. They don't get another go. You know, I won the first race this year. I topped the fed in the Cumberland from Caves Beach. It was only a short race, only like ninety k's. I got three youngest together, late breeds. Yeah, I, I won it easily, right? Well, he took the the winner home straight away, and she's only a baby. She had six flights to drop, and I said, you know, give her another chance. He said, no, no, I'll take her and. Uh, and breed off it, you know what I mean? Now, in hindsight, we don't. I don't know what will happen, if that hen will breed on or, or not, you know, if he's done the right thing or not. But he believes that's the smartest bird, young bird, who beat 6,000 old birds and everything at the first race in Cumberland of the year, which is a big achievement, you know. Of course it is. Course but there was another is. two young'uns with it, so yeah. what do you do with them, you exactly. know? Exactly. She, she was the first one in the trap by a few seconds. Yeah. You know? 
But never mind. That's yeah. that's what happens. You know what I mean? So, exactly. Do you uh, let your birds out, um, like on the day of basketing or not? On um, on Friday night basketing, I don't. Yeah, I lock them up on Fridays. Yep, yep. They rest, and uh, Thursday night basketing, I do. You know, I fly them. Okay, and. I never fly my pigeons early in the morning. These blokes all think, oh, I get them out at crack of dawn, daybreak, and and all that sort of stuff. I've never done that. I always wait for the for it to warm up, and I might let them up at eight thirty, nine, ten o'clock even. When I was working before, and I was getting home at say ten thirty in the morning, I was letting them up at ten thirty. I'm a great believer in they they're going to race at that time of day. You know what I mean? Yeah. When it's hot, and yeah. I toss at that time of day when they're getting home as well to teach them the position of the sun. And to get home at that time, you know. Interesting. So for the sprint races, I'll toss them at say they're liberated at say eleven a.m. So I'll liberate at eleven a.m. somewhere, you know, or twelve a.m. So they're coming home. Smart. At twelve thirty, one o'clock, they're coming home. You know what I mean? That's that's the time the sprinting races are on. Then as the races get longer, they're coming home at two o'clock in the afternoon. I'll toss at two o'clock in the afternoon. They're coming home at three. I'll toss at three. They're coming home at four. I'll toss at four. You know, I'm teaching them. The position of the sun and the time they're getting home is imperative. It's important. The birds know to get in at that time. Great. Now, that's awesome. That's, that's just fantastic advice you've yeah. given. Very Jimmy. good advice. That is very good, mate. It is. Very good advice. You know. Yeah. Well, no one said that on the show yet. No, no one said that. No one. So. <laughs> no, yeah, no, Jimmy, you're a master at your at your craft. Honestly, even even Ken, I've had Ken on the program when he was having his sales, and even yeah. he stated on the interview that you're a master racer. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I love I love racing the birds. You know what I mean? I'm a racer of them. That's I it. don't believe I don't believe in in putting them away, keeping them as two year olds and all that sort of stuff. I love yearlings. I fly yearlings better than anyone, I think, around. You know what I mean? I've proven that. I win the Young Bird Point score every year. You, you probably and, have won this Young Bird Derby. How many years? You've, you've won it quite a few times, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. I've won it in, in – and um, I've, I've won it – oh, I've forgotten how many times I've won it, but, you know, I've won it in all over the place, from every direction, you know what I mean, from south, west, north, you know, from everywhere, so – no, it's, not, it's nice to see the young birds beat the old birds. I so always say. <laughs> do you do you, do you race many old birds? Not many at all. That's a good. That's a good question, Joe. I don't believe in keeping a lot of old birds. This year, yeah. I've probably got ten old birds. That's it. The rest are all young ones. Okay. You know, I fly them right out. I fly them right out to the last race. Survival of the best. If we get an easy last race, I get a lot home. Well, I never cull pigeons. I don't kill pigeons. I I hate killing. Good man. I never kill a pigeon. I good let a man. pigeon. Either get lost or, or I've seen some birds no good as yearlings and you keep them as a two-year-old and suddenly they go bang, 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 win everything. You know what I mean? It's just yep. they learn their, they learn right. their craft. So you're you can right. never, ever cull good pigeons man. out because you think, ah, I raced that pigeon all year. He was slow as old boots and all that sort of stuff. No, don't kill him. Keep him for the next year or her for the next year because she will learn her craft. The next year she'll be, she might be a sharp bird, a good bird, and win you a combine or be yeah, raced. Right. She's right because it happened to me. A friend of mine bred a bird for me, and um, yeah. yearling it did nothing. Come a two year old won four four races. Well, I've yeah. got, I've got one it. here, and I thought to myself, put her in the basket in, in a few of these races that we've had so far this year. And I'm thinking mm. to myself, oh no, she's not good enough. I probably won't see her again. 
she's always here, home, bang, third bird, second bird, always. Yeah. See? Yeah. Yeah. So what you're saying, Jimmy, is spot on. It's spot on. It's yeah. spot on. Don't, uh, never, never cull them birds at the end of the year. Always keep them and race them and, and use them that way. And, and I'll tell you, I've had, I've had plenty of them. No good as yearlings come out as two-year-olds and, oh, my God, they're devastating. You know what I mean? So can I ask you with the two-year-olds, do you um, do you race them every week or not? In the sprint races, you can race them every week, right? Yeah, That's, yeah. These new pigeons, you can do that with them, the, the, the big imported birds. You know what I mean? They mm. like racing every week. They don't, they don't seem to get tired. You know, they can sprint hard every week, you know? So what distance back, do you back I back off? them up, you know? When we get up a little bit, up to, say, Two hundred miles, two hundred fifty mile. I don't know what it is in Columbus these days, but yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when we get up that sort of distance, I will give them a week off or a couple of weeks off. You know what I mean? Yeah. And put some other ones in, some youngins in, and that sort of stuff. You know, I don't count them that hard, but in those early races, it doesn't hurt the two-year-olds. They can go all the time. They can go get in the basket and go. Oh yeah, you know? yeah, you're right. So how do you how, how do you, how do you motivate your race team? I race just form a roundabout, just race them to the perch. That's it. That okay. guy come out from England to do a story years ago on me in the British homing world. He did a story on me and he asked me the same question, how do you motivate them? Yeah. And I said, it's just a form of roundabout. It's just, you know, it's called roundabout. It's just I don't race to eggs. I only race to the perch. I only race to the loft. Never race to eggs. Or no widowhood, none of that rubbish, none of that sort of stuff. You don't separate them? Hens and cocks? You don't separate them? Excuse me? Do you separate them, hens and cocks? No, I don't. Oh, you no, don't. We're okay. all in together. Okay. Yeah, yes. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Don't separate them. Okay. Never have, never will. I don't believe in separating And what, what happens when you get to, like, this time of the year with the spring and the cocks start, you know, doing their business? That's fine. That's fine. I've got a wire floor. It's five foot off the ground. You know what I mean? Yeah. If a hen lays an egg, it just drops on, on the wire floor and just breaks and goes through the wire floor. Done. They've got, no, they got no chance of sitting in a corner and sitting on it or anything like that. Yeah. There you go. See, you know? Jimmy, do you? Use... I, haven't had, I haven't had an egg yet, and other guys are getting eggs. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, seeing mine, I don't know. I haven't had an egg all but... yet. You know, I don't even look like getting do, an egg. On, you Jimmy, know what I mean? I, I, so... I might know why. Do you have a Do you have a dog? No, don't have a dog. You don't have a dog. Yeah. Okay. I, I <laughs> had a dog. I had a dog for eight, eighteen years or whatever. Yeah. Kennel dog. Yeah. I was going to say and maybe we, your dog's eating. Then we put it down. Oh, I was too heartbreaking. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Just, so hard. I've got alarms and 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 um, yeah, of course, of and, course. and in the red cameras, yeah, yeah, apps yeah, on my yeah. phone, all that sort of stuff. I've got yeah. high security. Yeah, of you course. Know what I mean? No, no. I was going to say yeah. maybe a dog's eating yeah. eggs. That's what I was going to say. He, he was saying maybe the dog's eating the egg. Yeah, yeah that's what. No, no, no. <laughs> the bottom of the loft's completely wired off. You oh, can't okay. get, you okay. can't get under there. Yeah, yeah. anything get under there? No, no. Hey, uh, Jimmy, oh. do, you, do you use uh, natural products like garlic, honey, apple cider vinegar? Of course I do, yeah. Do. I love natural okay. products. Okay. I'll use all those products, you know, all the natural products. Yeah. So how, how would how would you describe a fit pigeon? A fit pigeon has to be buoyant, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. and he has to be rosy. Yep. The, the breast, the skin, you know, and the breast has to be rosy. If it's dark or whatever, you've got trouble. You've either got a feed problem or you're over-medicating or you're overworking the birds. You've got to have that rosiness. That's the first thing I learned when I was in Belgium in 1980. First thing I went and seen the champion guy in Holland, you know what I mean? Walked up up these stairs. He was a clockmaker and that. I walked right up top of his attic and he had a national hen there. She'd, like a 60-year-old or something, they raced them like to their six. And she'd had a prize in the national every year, you know what I mean? I handled this yeah. hen. Yeah. 
and he said, she's going to the National in a week's time, you know? Yep. So I said, she's six years old. He said, yeah, but blah, blah, blah. Anyway, in hindsight, she got about 13th or something. Anyway, and he parted a breastbone. He said to me, look, son, he said, this, see this colour? That's what you've got to have. You've got to have that rosiness and that few little blotches and that, you know what I mean? And that there has to be the right colour. Also, run your run your thumb and your and your forefinger along the breastbone. Feel the pectoral muscles. They have to be supple. They don't have to be hard. They're the muscles that lift the wing. They're the most important muscle on a bird. Is that is that pectoral muscle that lifts the wing? Yep. Run your finger along the breastbone, either side of the breastbone. Your finger and your thumb, and you just you'll learn the feel of that suppleness. You'll just get the feel of it. One day you'll go. Hey, I've got it. You know what I mean? You get yeah. that that feel. It's not to be hard. It's to, just to be like just the right texture, the right consistency. Then you know the muscle is in good order. That exactly muscle, that, that what you're saying now, um, Jimmy, when I was when Rob was teaching me how to use the scope because he sent me a scope down here and I did the testing for him, yeah. um, he yeah. actually taught me exactly what you're saying. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah, and it, and it's very true what you're saying. Hang on, now Jimmy's trying to teach me. Excuse me. Relax, Max. <laughs> I don't want you to learn. No, no, no. Share your knowledge with everyone. Yeah, no, I'm only joking. joking. You know what I mean? I we're, all, we're all pigeon brothers. We're all that world should get on. We're all exactly. doing what we love. We you do, know what we I mean? Do. He's only everyone should be harmonious and get on with each yeah. other, you know? Yeah, we do. Oh, me and Joe are harmonious. We're pigeon lovers. There shouldn't be any, any animosity or any jealousy or anything like that. We're no, pigeon lovers. Exactly. That's and that's what it's all about. That's what you it's know, all about. Man, man has used pigeon since antiquity. You know, before the, before any, anything was written about anything. You know, pigeon is friendly to man. You know, hundred percent. The Sikhs of India, they they worship pigeons. You know, Noah mm. in the ark, he knew he saw the white dove with the with the the olive branch in his mouth. He knew he was near land. Uh, the Greeks, when we defeated the Persians, you know what I mean? Yeah, they sent the pigeon back. You know, with the message that. That the, the Spartans had defeated the three thousand Persians or something, you know. Mm. So man has always been part of pigeon. Pigeon has always been part of man. Pigeon is friendly to man. Where else can you get a bird like a pigeon? It's unique that you can that you can breed, you can train and race it, and it'll come home to you. This is this is a beautiful thing, you know. You got to stop is. and realise. It is. You know? you know, like people that don't raise pigeons, when we tell them that they race to from Queensland, from Tasmania. Are yep. you sure a pigeon? How, how does it do that? You know, oh. They ask a million questions, you know. They, just, oh, oh. they ask you heaps of dumb questions. These people, you know what I mean. Yes, that's yes. why we. That's why we need the radio. We need Ivan's exactly. a good thing. He's, he is, he's got he it is. on the radio. I keep telling we you, but we need stuff in the media. We need a, a TV show about it so we can beam it all over Australia. You yeah. know, yeah. A, good, a good a TV good production, show. a good thing for television it would be unbelievable. You know what I mean? Agreed. That's agreed. The, that's the way we'd build it up, you know, because there's just no media coverage. Well, about Jimmy, the you've been on TV. You've got a lot of connections with the major networks. Why don't we try and do something? Well, let's try. Let's do something. Let's get to. something going. I, yeah. uh, I, I was, was we we're going to do a movie years ago, Rachel Ward. She come down to Pigeon Club and, and, shot footage and all sorts of stuff and come around my loft and that. And she was going to make a movie about an old guy that's a champion, you know what I mean? And I was going to play the young guy that's being taught by the old guy and the old guy dies and the young kid takes over and he wins the big race and all that sort of stuff, you know? And the ABC were going to fund it and then they got in some trouble or something, they got some funding for the ABC and Rachel Ward contacted me and said, oh, 
they, they've, they've shut down the, the, the idea, you know what oh, I mean? What a it. bummer. Yeah, she had all the research going on and everything, you know what I mean? She had it all happening. It was maybe, unreal. Maybe we can... The liberations and the truck. And, what, get in touch yeah. with her again? You yeah. still got contact with her? Get in touch with her again, Jimmy. Oh, yeah, I, I haven't I haven't been in contact with her for a few years, you know what I mean? But she lives up at Whale Beach. She lives, lives near Rob Marshall, actually. Oh, I think Rob well, then you should tell Rob Marshall to go and knock on her door and ask her. He yeah. will. He will. And, and by the way, uh, Rob rang me this morning from Brisbane. Um, he uh, He's a granddad. His daughter had oh, a baby girl this morning. Congratulations. congratulations. First grandchild, yeah. Oh, Fantastic, that's good. mate. Well, that's so I, called, I called Rob Granddad. I said, yeah, congratulations, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> Grandpa. Oh, yes, I think yeah. he was too oh, impressed. Fantastic. He oh. hung the phone up. Hey, Jimmy, just a couple more questions. And uh, What was your memorable moment in pigeon racing? My memorable moment yeah. was in 1996. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. we had a race. We had a race called Across the Bass Classic. Okay, and now Ansett were going at the time. Ansett Airlines before they went bust, right? Yeah. So they put all the money up. They put a trip for two to Tasmania on it. Um, Lone Star Steakhouse and Saloon came in. Uh, Yardley Products. It was even the sponsors. Okay. And it was every federation in Sydney. We had Cumberland, we had FRP, NRP, we had the Nepean, we had all the all, every flyer in Sydney. It was open to right. Yep. And there were five bird teams, five bird team for fifty bucks or something. And Ansett, they when we were basking, they had these big um, cardboard uh, pigeon crates like pigeon baskets to put on the aircraft. They actually flew them down to Launceston okay. overnight. Overnight, they flew them down. Yeah. So we we basket them. They all went out to Mascot Airport, went on this bloody plane, right, this ANSET plane, flew down overnight to Tasmania, to Launceston, and they were released down there, right? The ANSET across the Bass Classic in 1996. Okay. Yeah. And um, I only sent five. I sent a five-bird team. Yeah. And I'll never forget it. Um, I uh, There was no birds home on the day, right? So I went to work the next morning. I had a mate of mine live around the corner, and I went round and I said I woke him up before because I, I used to start work at four o'clock. You know what I mean? Yeah. In the morning, four thirty. Yeah. So I went round, and we never had electronic timing in nineteen ninety six. We had still the wooden clocks, you know, the benzene clocks, the plastic one. Anyway, I went round there, and I'm tapping on his bedroom window, saying, "Get up, mate! Get up, yapper! You know, get up!" <laughs> he, he, he was yapper the strapper. He was my strapper at the time. We flew really good. We flew really good together. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Anyway. I think he was smoking the wacky weed, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I said, "Get up, mate! You know, don't don't smoke that shit. Get up and get round and, and clock a bird." Yeah, yeah. He said, "But it's bloody four thirty in the morning. It's pitch black, mate. It's freezing cold, you know." I said, "Get round there. You got to get the rubber and clock a bird." Anyway, cut a long story short, I go to work, I, and um, he goes and buys a paper and a coffee up the road or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. And a pack of cigarettes, and he comes around. And I had a chain on my shed. Anyway, he's undoing the chain on the shed and it's rattling. And he hears, he hears this flutter, flutter, flutter. And he, he hears uh, pigeons' toenails on the landing board. You know what I mean? Uh-oh. He hears this pigeon flutter down from some roof, from the house roof or whatever. Yeah. It's kind of flutter, flutter. And he hears tick, tick, tick on the landing board. So anyway, he didn't hear the lights on or nothing. She just walked to the trap, jumped in the trap. He pulled the rubber off, clocked her in, right? He uh, he locked the shed, 
locked the head back up and went and went back to bed. You know, this was this was five forty a.m. in the dark. Oh my right? god! So anyway, oh, I'm waiting for him to ring ring me on the mobile or whatever. Mobiles had just come out. Had a big bloody mobile and then big bricks. You know, oh, yeah, yeah, the anyway, big bricks. Anyway, about oh, I don't know, about seven o'clock. The mobile rings. I think. Oh, great. Got it's one. Yapper. I've got a bird. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I answer the phone. I go, Yapper, you got one? He said, yeah, we got one. We got one. I said, oh, unreal. I said, uh, what time did you get? Did you just clock in? He goes, no, no, no. He told me the story about him undoing the chain oh. and the lights. <laughs> did it switch the light on and put this bloody bird in. Anyway, the number was number 10. Yeah. It was Botany. Well, I saw him Botany Club as well. Botany um, – 95, number 10. I call it Bo Derrick, you know, 10 out of 10. Anyway, <laughs> we, we go to Seven Hills Pigeon Club to yeah, clock yeah, off, right? Yeah, yeah. And no one knew me time or nothing. We get up there and they, the, the hall's full of blokes there. You know, there's quite a few got home. And the hall there and they go, um, they sing out, anyone in before 6 a.m., you know, and they're like joking about it, ah, you know, like starting <laughs> off, you know. I walk through the crowd with my clock oh, and no. put it up. Here we go, here we go. <laughs> and they go, bullshit. Anyway, they go, they go. anyone anyone in before 7, no one comes up. Anyone in before 8, no one comes up. Anyone before 9, no one comes up. Get anyone out. Anyone before 10, one bloke come up. Trevor Steed, probably the best flyer in Sydney at the time. Wow. You know what I mean? And he had sent 15 birds. He sent three teams of five. You know, wow. anyway, we opened the clocks and that. I won the race and that. And I, I got the trip for two to Tasmania and all the other gear and all that sort of stuff. You know what I mean? How good and is I, that? I got, this, I got this massive champagne bucket, this silver champagne bucket with a cross the bath classic on it, and set of Australia and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. And, and it's silver and you go mad polishing it. You know what I mean? It's like, it's huge. It's a big champagne bucket, you know? And that it's in my in my storeroom on the shelf, you know. I think I think that was the greatest thrill, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, because hey, hey, to, quite, to quite a movie, the castle, you put it in the pool room, did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in the, the pool room. room. And I, I told I told Rachel Ward about that that story, and she said, "Oh, we can use that as the 100%. as the big race the kid wins in the movie in the." In the TV thing I was going to do for Channel Two, you know, hundred percent. That would have been good. That was a good story. That one. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and I'm sure you got many good, more. It was just a good buzz, you know of what course. I mean. I remember, I remember driving home from Seven Hills Pigeon Club, which was fairly long way away from where I live down the city, you know, in Sydney. Yeah. And obviously, Ramwick Racecourse, you know. Anyway, and we stopped on the way. I remember I was with a few of my mates, Larrick and mates, and that they had pigeons. That they never got one or whatever. Yeah. And we stopped at this pub on Parramatta Road, filled it up with beer, and started drinking beer out of it. <laughs> on, on the sidewalk. Yeah, how good is that? How good is that? <laughs> Crazy, as mate. you would, as you would. Yeah, why not? As, as, as we would, we fill up with beer, we're drinking beer oh, out of it, yeah. laughing our heads off, you know? Mate, oh, I reckon you'd do that see, today. They're, they're the joyous things that you remember about pigeons. 100%. Everyone's got stories like that. You you remember the night you get a bird on dark and you, know, you go down the club and you've got the only bird or something like that, Joe. You know what I mean? It's a buzz. That's, it's a buzz. That's a, that's a big buzz. You and know how long have you been racing for? Like that. He's been racing 50 years. 50 years, Jimmy? Yeah, this is my 50th year. Started in and, and, and you still get that buzz after 50 years, correct? Oh, yeah. I got a buzz so, last week when I won that Yumbo Derby. Course, you know what I mean? Course. It was a great buzz to win of that. Of course. You know? Now, what other sports 
give you a big buzz like that. You know what I mean? It's got to be a good sport, pigeon racing, to get a buzz like that after 50 years. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course it's a good sport, you know? Yeah, I, race great gray, I race greyhounds as well. Successful. I'm a greyhound trainer as well. You know, I've got greyhounds. And, okay, yeah. And I breed and race dogs and train them and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. I get, a, I get a thrill a bit out of them as well, you know what I mean, watching them go around the track. But it's sort of, it's not the same feeling as seeing that that first pigeon come. The, the While we race every Saturday is the, the – in the, the the thrill, the, the the anticipation of seeing that first bird come. Everyone on the whole pigeon scene, you, you see that first bird. That's like even the other even yesterday, the other day. You know, you see that first bird and you think, oh, we got one. You know yes. what I mean? You see it fold its wings and you toss the fan tail and you call it. Yep, that's a that's a buzz every 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 time. You know what I mean? Hundred percent. The anticipation that that when you're waiting, when you're thinking, oh, they're getting closer. Has Joe Blow got one? Has Fred Nurk got one? You know what I mean? You you're thinking, oh, they're probably in out there or whatever. Or or what bird will I get? Will I get that little blue hen? Or will I get that pied cock? Or I get, you know what I mean? You're, Jimmy, do you you're get mulling, people, do you you're get mulling people? around your mind which one you think? Oh, that light checker, she felt good. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. You know exactly so, something like that. That's that's the buzz we're getting out of this thing. You know. Yeah, it, it never ends, you know. It just talking it's exciting. Of, you talking know? about never ends. Where do you see pigeon racing in ten years, Jimmy? Well, a lot of us old guys, are, you know, we're, we're sort of dropping off the perch, to so to speak, you know. So um, we're going to get an influx of, of new kids coming in or whatever. And I think the Chinese is a, is is the way to go. The Asians, maybe they're the, they're the future of the sport in this country, you know, because they're enthusiastic. You know what I mean? They've got a different mindset. They, you know, they, they yeah, 100%. I, think, I think they'll embrace it with with both arms, whereas... And not think, only the know, Chinese, there's a lot of Filipinos because in the Philippines... Yeah, that's I that's what I mean. Asians, Filipinos, Chinese, you know, they're lovely people, you know, all that sort of people. You'll get some good Aussie He's kids right. and other kids coming to it too, but I don't think as many, you know what I mean? Right. They're really passionate, really passionate about it too. They're really passionate they about are, it, you know. Right. You've only got to see in China and Philippines and different countries what's going on in Thailand. Well, in the Philippines, what, I had the champion Philippine fly, Mr Jamie Lee, on the radio, and I said to him, how many members you got in your federation? He says, oh, a million. <laughs> Jesus, what I mean. Imagine that. that, that that's wow. a lot of flyers. That's unbelievable, isn't it, eh? <laughs> oh, my God. Mad. It's mind-boggling. I know. Yeah. I mean, you we know. think. You, you I, guys. I, still believe, I still believe the pigeons we've got out here and what we do with them, they're great pigeons, you know. Of course they are. We race over, over arid conditions, over the Australian outback and all that sort of stuff, you know what I mean? They've got to be good birds to do what they do here, you know. They're untapped, you know. They're, they're, they're good birds, you know. Jimmy, 100%. once again, congratulations on your yes. great win in the Young Bird Derby, and uh, thank you Thanks. very, very much for being on the radio and telling us those stories. That was a really enthralling interview. Thanks very yeah, much, mate. Thank you for your thanks, Ivan, and thanks, Joe. No. I think you're doing a great job, you know, promoting the game and the radio station and all that, you know. So uh, it's a pleasure to be on here, you know. It's a pleasure to have you on it any sure time, is. Jimmy. It sure is. Okay. All right, gentlemen. I'll uh, leave you leave you uh, with that and good flying for the rest of the season. Eh? Yeah, thank you. you very much, Jimmy, and we'll catch up again, no doubt. Okay, when you're up in Sydney, Ivan, let's go out, eh? We will, 100%. We've got to fill that cup up. Full yeah, yeah. I'll get it out. Fill it with What do you drink? No, 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 I'll bring some rakia. We'll fill it up. And okay. Coca-Cola. Right. <laughs> I, I hope you'll drink it. <laughs> 
Hi, I'm Peter Tollich. Join me every Tuesday at 4pm for the Music Director Program. Two hours of the newest music from Australia and from around the world. I play all genres of music from Americana to Zydeco with a heavy emphasis on Aussie music. So if you like it new like I do and want to stay up to date, lock in 4pm every Tuesday for the Music Director Program. 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. Groundbreaking conversations with some of Australia's best new artists. It's been a real journey being a beautiful, fabulous, brown, gay creature like myself, not to acknowledge all my cultural heritage, those parts of myself for a very long time. No. It was not easy. My name's Clint, and these are some of our conversations. Breaking Barriers, 2 to 4 p.m., Saturday afternoons on 88.3 Southern FM. This is DDZ, your captain speaking. Tune in every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Travel the world, musically speaking, from the Eiffel Tower to the Rialto, from the Colosseum to the Pyramids, from the London Bridge to Golden Gate. Tune in every Wednesday, 2 p.m. for International Caravan with your captain, DDZ. Želite li okusiti Hrvatsku? Ugodite Hrvatskom glasu. Smaricom Čok. Hrvatska glazba. Vijesti i čet. Svakog ponedjeljka od 22 do 3 sata. Upravo ovdje. Na 88.3 Južna FM. Zvukovi uz obalu. Monday is from 10pm to 3am. Tune in to Croatian Voice with Marica Čok. A taste of Croatia with Croatian music, news and chat. Right here on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. And Joe Angelino, our program's so full that uh, we're supposed to ring up some more correspondence this week, but we just can't get to it because the program's so full. So what do you say for that? We'll have to apologise to those blokes. That's what exactly, Ivan. All I'm going to say is, boys, look, we apologise. The guys that, you know, um, we didn't speak to, yeah, apologies. And and the guys that we did speak to and we haven't put you on the show, we'll definitely put you on next week. So, um, yeah. What can, what, what can you say, mate? The show's just getting bigger and better. Unreal, <laughs> yeah. unreal. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I, during COVID, I was struggling to get people on. Now, <laughs> we've got well, no, more than we need. You don't have that problem now, I No. <laughs> <laughs> you know why? Why? Because you've got the three amigos, mate. All right, fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. All right, then, um, yeah, well, apologies to those fellas. We'll catch up with you next week and you can give us two weeks of results. Exactly. That yeah. sounds like a plan. All right. No worries. All right. Anyway, it's goodbye from me, uh, Ivan Fonti. It's goodbye from me, and arrivederci to you too, Tony. Goodbye, Ivan. Goodbye, Ange. And goodbye to everybody around the world and all the listeners. Yeah, goodbye, and cheerio. We'll catch goodbye. you next week. See ya. Bye.